Welcome to Therefore. This is the podcast that looks at truths in the Bible and simply asks why they are therefore. Why has God revealed truths to us and how do they apply to our daily lives? For the most part, it'll be simple explanations on small portions of scripture, but from time to time, I may have interviews with missionaries and pastors and will comment on current events as they relate to God's word. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 12 of Therefore. Our word for today is enemies. And the truths we're going to draw from the scriptures are from 1 Samuel chapter 26, verses 8 and 9. Now just recently, George H.W. Bush died. And although he was before my time, I've heard a lot about him most of my life. And in recent days, I've heard good, I've heard bad, I've heard people who are indifferent, some who are overlooking his weaknesses and failures out of respect for the fact that a man has died. Uh, Family has lost a loved one and they are trying to be respectful of that. Others are spouting conspiracies which uh, veer from uh, the possible to the ridiculous. But one thing struck me that I heard about George H.W. Bush was this phrase, he had opponents but no enemies. And I like that. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. As I said, George H.W. Bush was before my time. But that he had opponents but no enemies. In today's politics and in so much of the world today, it seems that there are only enemies. There's bitterness and bile and fear and hate. And it just seems refreshing to think of politicians standing across the aisle from each other. And although they recognize there are differences, they also oppose each other with respect and not fight each other as enemies. So anyway, with that in mind, today I'm reading from 1 Samuel chapter 26, verses 8 and 9, and we are thinking about enemies. Then said Abishai to David, God has delivered thine enemy into thine hand. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear even to the earth at once, and I will not smite him the second time. And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? Now by this point in David's life, he had endured years of persecution at the hands of the king. First in the home of Saul, David suffered betrayal and attempts on his life. Now as he lives in the wilderness with a band of brigands, he continues to find his life threatened. For a second time, it appears, divine providence has delivered David's enemy into his hands. God had clearly rejected Saul and his lineage from ruling over Israel. Samuel had anointed David many years ago, and he proved his worth time and again. With this in mind, surely David could follow Abishai's advice to kill his enemy and take his rightful place on the throne. Yet David, in submission to God and showing patience and faith in God's timing, refuses Abishai's counsel. God would remove Saul from office in his time and in his way. Pride and incomplete obedience brought about Saul's fall, and David is careful not to follow that path. David trusted, David waited, and God one day accomplished all he had promised. Now, we do not have anointed leaders today in that same way, not in the church and certainly not in government. 
Yet we must be careful to follow God's lead as we interact with others and those in authority. We must ignore those that encourage the violent removal of authorities or those that support them and oppose us, whether that be by the violence of words or deeds. We should maintain our integrity while we use the proper mechanisms at our disposal to bring about changes in our nations and society. And we must patiently wait on the Lord when everything seems against us. We live in tumultuous times, but history demonstrates God's power to bring His people through worse times than those we now see. That's the end of this 300 segment, but one last note I want to make is that David faced a genuine enemy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, The enemy literally wanted to take his life. For most of us, in most of our circumstances, we don't have genuine enemies. Uh, Paul tells us that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And it would do us good, it would benefit others, and it would bring much greater glory to God if we remember that many that we may consider enemies are merely opponents. And the way that God has ordained for Christians to defeat their opponents is by winning them as brothers and sisters, and that by sharing the gospel with them, by showing them the love of Christ, and by winning them to the Lord. So God help us as we deal with those that disagree with us, and God help us to bring glory to his name. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Therefore, the podcast that looks at simple truths in God's Word and asks why they are therefore. How does the revelation of God and His truth impact our daily lives? If you've enjoyed it, then please share it with your friends. And thank you for listening.